This episode of the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast is brought to you by Patreon and the Gentleman Scofflaw merchandise page. Go to gentlemanscofflaw.com. In the menu, click the support or shop links to help support the show. You are listening to the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast. Listener beware. Rise and shine, the liquor store is open I ain't got time for moping I best be on my way Well, I still got time to save my reputation Time to go day drinking in this dirty little town Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman's Cough Law Podcast, the podcast for the rebel and the renaissance man. I'm your host, Jordan Crowder, and co-hosting with me, in person, as usual, is the Don Donovan Fowler. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I uh, we've got uh, uh, we got a good guest coming up later today. We've got uh, Jacob and Isaac from Fort in the Woods. Mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. talk to them a little Heard bit. Heard a lot about those guys. A lot about those guys, and we got some uh, we got some good drinks going on here. What do you <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> what was, do you got there? Wow, Donovan? that was a seamless segue. <laughs> wow, um. <laughs> I have a, a glass of Old Forester here, which Good is old. a bourbon. Actually, this has become my preferred bourbon yeah. uh, when we went to when we went to Arizona. I, I brought a bottle of this with me. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah it was is that when you first had it? Good. Yeah, I think so. That was like maybe maybe I had it once at your place before, but ever since it's become kind of my, my go-to. Awesome. Yeah, it's one of my favorites too. I think you can get it at Trader Joe's, right? Is that where? Yeah, you can get at our favorite our favorite uh, favorite location. Yeah. I keep tra- tagging Trader Joe's well, on Well, because all of it's our just stuff. there's so much good stuff there. Some yeah. people I've talked to have like have like badmouthed Trader Joe's. Those people I'm, are not your friends. Yeah, Donovan. I'm just like, <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? Like it's a great place. Those are elitist pricks. Yeah, they are. Um, there is there is a guy who I run into every once in a while who like like it's never fail. It's like whatever you like or whatever the group likes, yeah, he will have a wishy washy stance on. And that wishy washy stance is usually like, I you know, I know you guys are gonna hate me for this, but I just don't, you know, I just like I think we were talking about the movie Heat recently. Oh no! <laughs> how great of a movie the movie Heat is. Yeah, and uh, he said uh, that he never wanted to watch it again. I was just oh, like, geez. he just like, wanted to be counter. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, not cat. What's the counter? What do you call it? Uh, oh, what, what is the word? I'm trying to think of the word. He's he's trying to be a uh, um, shoot. Not Wait, it'll it'll it, the word will come to me in like five minutes. Check back with me then. Yeah, but I know. Either way, it's sort of like one of those things. It made me realize that sometimes I should just keep my opinions to myself if they're unpopular. Yeah, like it. It's almost like choose your battles because <laughs> sometimes you just don't need to. You know, you don't need to uh, bad mouth stuff or or you know bring one thing the, bring that, down the room that I like about Trader Joe's in Burbank. Or it seems like at a few different Trader Joe's, I always I've seen celebrities at them before. Yeah, I always feel validated. I'm like, this person can go to any store they want, and they're at Trader Joe's. I once, <laughs> I was on the receiving end of that once. I had somebody come up to me and say, "Are you hey, Billy are you- Zane?" No, <laughs> not that, but that 
might happen someday. Um, I had somebody come up to me and say, hey, are you Jordan's friend with the podcast? <laughs> really? Yeah. And I was That's like, hilarious. and it was the funniest thing. It was the most random thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, was it somebody I knew? I think so. I can't oh. remember who. But like, uh, I, I, it was weird because I could tell the checker then treated me a little differently <laughs> after that happened. Like, <laughs> he thought that I was somebody famous. That's and, funny. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh. And it's funny, that same Trader Joe's, I saw Thomas Middleditch once. Oh, I think yeah. that's the only celebrity I've seen inside Trader Joe's, I've believe s- it or not. I've seen Andy Richter with his kids. How funny, really. And uh, I've seen uh, Robert Rom- Romanus, who's, uh, his, he was in the a lot of 80s movies. He was in Fast Times at Richmond High. Okay. He was the best friend of uh, one of the lead uh, guy character in that movie. Interesting. He was the guy that was always selling tickets to like the, the the legal tickets to the concerts. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that character. Yeah, that's cool. How <laughs> that's how it. how special that you that you recognized him. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know, and I was hoping he was in the iced tea aisle because I wanted to say that's some good iced tea, <laughs> like uh, like the movie. And then he turns around, and smacks you, <laughs> and says, "Don't ever, <laughs> don't ever, say that don't ever whisper in my ear again." <laughs> well, I should say what I'm drinking here. I've got some. Good old Bankers Club yes, gin. Yes, yes. Um, and it says on here, a distinguished London dry gin. Uh, it also says premium London dry gin. Um, I like this stuff. Contrarian. Yeah, that's contrarian. the word. That's contrarian. what I was trying to think of, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. knew that was what you were going for. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Sorry. I just had to, I had <laughs> to say it. All right, anyways, Bankers Club gin. Yeah, now, I like Now it. I can focus. This is like, I buy this stuff at Total Wine because it comes in a big bottle. Yeah. And it's good for like making mixed drinks. But every once in a while, I just what, like it on what ice. What is the deal with this? So wait, let me see this bottle. Yeah. Because it says built-in pourer. It just means it's got that little- uh, That little like kind of thing. kind of thing so it doesn't all come out at oh, once. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Makes it hard to drink from the bottle when it's like that. Yeah, I know. It makes it eat, <laughs> makes it less spillage when you're pouring uh, a bunch of people at a party. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I know you're a big fan of gin, and we were just talking before the podcast. I think this summer should be the summer of, I mean, we, we may get some blowback on this, but we should have, uh, we should experiment with some cocktails, and especially gin cocktails, because we've talked about in the past how yeah. gin seems to be the perfect kind of, like, drink to have, like, in heat. Yeah. Sort of like in like hot weather. It's refreshing. It's kind yeah. of botanical, but um, I feel like I can't really take it otherwise. Like I'm not a huge gin fan otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know why. I think it might have been a bad experience with it, like a bad experience with a <laughs> bottle of beef eater in my in my youth. <laughs> <laughs> beef eater isn't super beef eater is almost like I feel like it's almost like a vodka. It's like people just put it in something because you can't taste I much think, of it. I think this may have been my first experience like drinking with in alcohol. general yeah <laughs> and uh i remember uh i had a little bottle of beef eater and i think it was what pushed me over the edge really? so it was like oh no that's like that's now seared into my brain <laughs> gin is kind of the the drink to stay away from but that being said um it'll do that anything that you've had and you've gotten sick or bad experience oh, yeah. for you, you won't ever want it for the rest of your life oh yeah well i'm watching mad men again so that has gotten me back on board with all Jen. sorts of stuff if, if my brother's Jen. listening uh he can no longer eat christmas cakes or christmas fondue cakes. wait by christmas cakes what do you mean like, like spice little, cakes? little debbie christmas cakes 
mm. because we. Uh, oh my gosh! He got really sick. He got the flu once when we were uh, we had a Christmas at a cabin. Yeah, and uh, and he got really sick, and that's what we were eating at the time. Dang. And so whenever I would want to taunt him as a kid when yeah. he was being a jerk, and I wanted to make him feel sick, so I'd go sick. I'd go Christmas cake fondue, oh, Christmas cake. No. And go stop it, Jordan, stop. <laughs> and then you realize that you were all you realize you were all in the hot tub together and that you were in a big at even more risk than he was of yeah. of coming away with uh post traumatic stress disorder yeah. with christmas cakes that speaking of little debbie snacks just to get, I, i've recently rediscovered little debbie snacks yeah because the office manager at my office having delicious Yes, and I—it's I, almost like I can't put into words how how much I'm how there are certain things that when you're a kid you're just enamored with, and then you you we've we've ex, we've experimented with this. We did yeah. a Peeps experiment that one time. Yeah, that you're enamored with, and then <laughs> and then when you never came back. We yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should try. No, it we again. did Fourth of July too with fireworks. And oh, whatnot. that's true. That's true. Well, well, we'll make it an annual thing, <laughs> and then we'll see if we can build up to it. But anyways, uh, you know, they're they're. Like certain tr- treats that you'll eat as a child, you'll try them again as an adult, and you're like, "Why the hell? Like, did I like this? Like, yeah. this is, your taste buds have evolved." Little Debbie snacks are timeless. I think there's one snack that I've I could say I could leave, and it's I think the cosmic brownie, which used to be my favorite. I don't know that I've I'm trying to remember what that's like. Well, do you remember the regular brownie? It just had yeah. nuts on it. Yeah, the, the cosmic brownie was the regular brownie, but it had little um candy coated chocolate chips on it multi-colored oh. candy coated chocolate chips i don't know if i've had that one so my favorite well here for, what's your favorite what was your favorite little debbie snack i think it was probably the brownies okay or the christmas cakes i actually like the christmas well, their cakes ca- their cakes <laughs> their cakes are amazing and yeah. now i'm actually now i'm 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 waffling between whether or not my favorite is those zebra cakes oh yeah the, i remember uh, those those are good too or the nutty bars in in Canada, we had I think the sister company, a little Debbie, was this company called Joe Louis. <laughs> wow, how and lazy. they had the same stuff, but it was rebranded. Um, Reband, rebranded with a big old maple leaf. The Joe Louis was the big like chocolate cake puck with a little swirl on the, mm. with a little uh, oh, like kind stripe of like of, a, uh, yeah 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 kind of like a, a ding dong yeah that kind of thing. Is it ding dong or a ho ho? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe ding dongs were the little the little uh, cylindrical cakes that were like, like oh, almost yeah, like yeah. logs, but they're oh, like yeah. I know they're like about. side by Those side. Those are good too. They're pink inside. They are right? pretty good. No, there there no? maybe is a version that's pink inside, okay. but the the regular ones are have white cream inside. But like I think uh, I I think the the ones with the swirly stripe. Because they're a hostess thing. I, I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to. Hostess. I'm getting down a rabbit they're hole all, here. They're all the same yeah. stuff. But yes, anyways, uh, Christmas cakes are lovely. And Stephen, if you're listening to this, <laughs> Christmas cakes and fondue. And when uh, November, December comes up and they're all out on the end cap at Target, I'll no doubt text you a picture of it again <laughs> yeah. like I do every year. <laughs> you should know if you really want to if you really want to push them over the edge you should uh put a christmas cake on a fondue stick and dip in some cheese (laughs) i think that'll make anybody throw up that would for sure um speaking of old things um another seamless segue (laughs) segue. i um 
I are there things sometimes that you see online that pop up in your feed, um, or social media news headings or whatever that just make you feel really old? Yeah, like I know we're there's a little bit of an age gap between you and me, so what we were into in high school is probably a little bit different. But yeah, grandpa, I just yeah, old, had, old man. I just had it in my news feed. Um, the uh, the uh, Tom DeLonge of Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah, right. Posted the album cover of Anima of the State and said, "Happy twenty year anniversary." And I felt it was like a bullet to the chest. I'm like. I am such an old person. <laughs> you know what? I have vivid memories of that time in history. <laughs> you know what strangely made me feel old yeah. was uh, this, because it doesn't even make any sense because I didn't even know it was happening at the time. But uh, I told you we were watching, like I, w- I was talking with somebody about the movie Heat. Yeah. And they mentioned the big shootout in that movie, which is masterfully done. And uh, they said, oh yeah, that was, that was uh that was inspired by the North Hollywood shootout. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I looked it up for some reason. I thought the North Hollywood shootout was like in 1992 or something like that. Yeah. It turns out it was in 1997. Do you know what the North Hollywood shootout is? No, I don't. it's funny. It. A lot of people don't remember this or they don't, they can't place it, but it was basically two guys walked into bank of America and North Hollywood off of like, uh, I want to say Lancashire, but that's not the street. It was, uh, Oh, can't remember. Anyways, uh, they walked into this uh, Bank of America and they were dressed in head to toe from uh, with uh, from head to toe in uh, homemade body armor, and they had uh, like assault style weapons, like like basically oh, no. knockoff AK forty sevens and AR or M sixteens with big drums of ammunition. And they, I think, there something went wrong where the police saw them before, like in their window where they could have gotten away. And they, this police surrounded them, but they came out and they just started, they, I think they fired off like 1100 rounds of ammunition and, uh, the police couldn't do anything because the small arms that they had, the AK, the, the, uh, uh, Berettas and shotguns wouldn't pierce the body armor. Wait a second though. How did those robbers get around the, uh, 10 round, uh, magazine limit? That's a very good question, Jordan. Perhaps we can... <laughs> talk to a an expert about that later okay <laughs> but uh anyways these guys uh they shot up north hollywood caused a lot of havoc Th- there's uh, there's a lot i guess that goes along with this like that like this is why police now carry like carbines and stuff in their cars yeah. because like in case like they run into wacko terrorist types like these guys but um anyways we i I ended up watching out of like pure nostalgia for something i never like i never even knew was happening as a kid i ended up watching like all the aerial (laughs) all the aerial helicopter footage of the shootout and then i realized it was 1997 and i was like oh i was like what in like first second grade and Mm. i was like oh i'm old (laughs) It's been like 23 years. Oh, geez. That's a long time. Yeah, that was a long story for such a short <laughs> question. Oh, you know what time it is? It's time for a little segment we like to call... Listener Mail. All right. Um, this is the time of the show where we interact with you, the listener... 
And uh, you can interact with us a bunch of different ways. Uh, one of the main ways you can do that is through social media. You can also leave us a review on iTunes, which helps uh, with our uh, ratings on there and also helps, uh, you know, put us up front in the in the searches uh the the better reviews you leave you can leave crappy reviews too if you don't like the show we'll read it on here we, we don't discriminate yeah we, we we like honest feedback you can also call our voicemail line at man 81 scoff and uh and uh, we'll play that on the show all right uh this first one here uh is an itunes review by dj mike zero and uh it says feels like home and he says, these are the kinds of conversations I love to have with my friends back home. I miss having these chats. This show really makes me think of those days and helps fill the void of good, interesting conversation in my life. Well, thank you, DJ Mike. Well, that's cool. For saying that. That's, we appreciate that, that. That warms the heart. Warms the heart. Are you sure that's not the old Forrester talking? <laughs> you know what? Good conversation <laughs> is, is, is best had with good alcohol it's so true it's true i that that question can be answered with both <laughs> that review and old forester yeah um well thank you for that uh we're glad that we can keep you company um on your Dude. earbuds in your car at work <laughs> however you listen to us um thank you for that um and you got that next instagram comment yeah i was just listening i was right. just reading it and i thought oh the irony so this was um, a com- comment did, i didn't even i to to be fair, we I, I mean, you probably read these before I did, so. Yeah, well, this comment we came even from know. our post about the uh, the Kanga casemate, where we had some simpler times. Oh, yeah, it. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll let you go ahead and read it. Uh, Milwaukee John says, the Trader Joe special. Not as good as Blatt's, but just as cheap. Cheers. I don't never had Blatt's. Neither have I. I... I feel like actually you know i'm gonna look it up right now because i'm mm. no, i'm curious but um yeah i never had blats uh i've had uh schlitz i've had uh what are what are other stuff well from, schlitz that was what came to mind when he's blats i know that's what i was thinking too because it looks like the same type of thing. let's see well it has a two out of five <laughs> rating on rate beer <laughs> on rate beer here's the thing about rate beer i don't really know sometimes how reliable rate beer is it seems yeah. like the imdb of beers like you can't trust those stars yeah. there's beer advocates maybe too. i'm wrong though maybe maybe i'm maybe Although, i'm wrong i think it's very... tr- i think uh uh what's it called simpler times gets a pretty decent rating on there Look, it's all about what you like. Everybody's got their own palate. It's true. Well, you know what we should do? We should we should uh one of these days we need to have a we need to have a a, a cheap beer uh like taste tasting. Yeah. That's what compare we should do. Them. We yeah, that's a, a great idea. We them. could do what would we what would what would our lineup be? I don't know, like Paps, simpler times, uh Yeah. Maybe some Budweiser. Budweiser. Uh maybe Coors. Coors uh I honestly, Coors Banquet. I I actually kind of like Coors Banquet. What was it we had on that ruck the other day that Paul brought? Was it was that it was Miller? Miller? Yeah, that was Miller. That I actually I've never had Miller before. I was like, oh, that that's this is all right. I never had. it Well, before we should. We, but we also gotta, we just got done carrying junk for ten miles. It's true. It I feel really well. It's like that one story that that one guy told us. I think it was uh I think it was on the Memorial Day ruck last year. He was mm-hmm. like. He he told us about that time. He he was climbing the side of like a a really steep hill on a go ruck, yeah. And uh, 
I think somebody was like, does anybody have a beer? And he had like a, he had like a, a, a warm six pack of Budweiser in the back of his rock. And he was like, yeah. And like, he threw a can to this one guy and to a lady. And he said like, she opened it up and of course it was all shook up and it like explodes all over the place, but she drinks it and she goes, Oh my God, that's the best beer I've ever had. <laughs> it's just like, of course it's the best beer you ever had. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're in hell. It's like Barney from the Simpsons where he like, <laughs> where he's like such an alcoholic and he's like, they're, yeah. the prices have gone up and he's like 20 bucks. This better be the best beer I ever tasted. <laughs> and then they pour it, pour it and he drinks it. And he goes, you got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a pretty good Barney impression. That's very, that's pretty damn years, good. I seen it. Long time. Um, that's hilarious. But yeah, we, you know, we should have uh, a cheap beer tasting session, and we should, uh, we should get the uh, listeners involved. If you have a beer that you would suggest, send it in. Like send in suggestions. Yeah, we'll send in some it. suggestions. We'll, we'll add probably, it to the list. we'll probably limit it to half a dozen i think we've already maybe filled that list with, <laughs> yeah. like most but if yeah. but we'll we'll let the the remaining spots duke it out for for the final hey uh you know what i gotta go um we'll take a quick i think break. we know where this is going <laughs> but uh i gotta run and uh you know take care of some i gotta see a man one. about a dog yeah yeah gotta file one okay um, and then I'll be back, but, uh, please don't leave me here alone. Please break. don't leave me here alone. Men or women, this one's for you. Let me take a second to talk to you about GORUCK. Now you've heard us on this show talk about their awesome endurance events, which are, you know, great for fitness and team building, but of course they are known for their amazing gear. Some of the best gear in the world, actually. I myself own a GR1 rucksack for all my rucking and training. I also have one of their uh, 30 pound ruck plates, which is so convenient because I could just drop it in the laptop compartment on my bag and I have a weighted ruck. It's super cool. But one of my all time favorite things that they offer are their sandbags. Now, if you've never trained with a sandbag, you're in for a treat. I love that you can keep it in the trunk of your car and take it to the park and you have a gym anywhere. Ever try doing sandbag man makers with 60 pounds? I mean, you get a fun and very hard training session in really quickly. Um, it's a big bag of suck in all the right ways. Now, even if you're not in the rucking, they have tons of sleek apparel for the outdoors in addition to their gear uh, that is tough as nails and built to military standards. Also, their apparel and gear offer their scars a lifetime warranty, so you buy the item once and that's it. You're set for life. But you know what the greatest thing is about GORUCK? All of it is made in the good old USA and by special forces veterans, mind you. It doesn't get more badass than that. That's right. America. To check out GORUCK gear, go to gentlemanscofflaw.com slash GORUCK, and anything you buy through that link helps support the show. That's gentlemanscofflaw.com slash GORUCK. Whether it's for your fitness regimen, your, you know, your outdoor lifestyle, or just, you know, a great bag for everyday carry, um, you're going to want to check them out. GORUCK, built in the USA. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Donovan Fowler with the Gentleman Scofflaw Podcast, and uh, I am here, much like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, talking to myself. And uh, I guess uh, I guess this is fine. I got my old forester hey, to keep me. Hey, coming. how you doing? Oh my god! What? Hey, hey, are you I, you the Don? Uh, yes, I'm. Where? How did you get in? You here? you Don Scofflaw? 
uh, that's not my last name, but I am Don of the Gentleman Scofflaw Podcast. Yes. 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 Hey, hey, hey. I'm Casey. Okay. Have you ever, you ever met me before? No, but you seem very familiar. I seem familiar? Yeah, you seem familiar. Yeah, yeah, I try to keep a low profile. Okay. Try to keep a low profile. Okay, then what? The, how would you have expected if I ever met you before? Well, it's kind of, a weird, kind of a weird question to ask somebody. I don't know, I was just checking, just why, checking. Why, you know? why am I entertaining? Why do I entertain these guests? That's that's the... Well, you know what? I may, may as well make the best of a, an interesting situation. So, um, well, let's start with, how did you get into the studio? How'd I get in the studio? Yeah. Uh, I I got in here uh-huh. um, without your knowledge, but I promise you I didn't do Evidently. anything illegal. Okay. Well, that's okay. good to know. You didn't yeah. know windows broke in. Uh, the or... door was unlocked. I just walked right in. Jeez, Louise, we got to... We gotta, you know, fix that lock. I guess that's on us. Yeah, yeah, because you know. So we we'll we owe you an interview because you you were able to get uh, in. That's, I am. That's my the name's rule. Casey, right? Okay, my name's Casey, Casey. and I am uh, using your show as a platform to talk about the bad rep that criminals get in California. You're a very aggressive interviewee. Like I I have to say, like typically, like the the interviewees sit down, they wait for the questions to be asked to them, but you're just like. You're, you're just going look, 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 full look. on. I don't want no trouble. I don't want no trouble. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe you shouldn't uh, trespass on people's properties if that's the case. Well, the door was open, and it's, it's uh, by California law, that's legal. And uh, I, I am a that. law-abiding California criminal, okay? Wait, 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 wait. If you're a criminal, then why do you follow the rules? Well, because I, I don't. I don't want to not follow the law. I don't want to get in trouble for something that, uh, you know, is against the law. But, but you're a self-professed criminal. Yes, but, you know, there are, there, there, I work within the confines, confines of the law. Okay, so what, I, I guess, what kind of crimes are we talking about here, Casey? Uh, you know, bank robbery. Just to you let know. you know, we are recording. Oh, yeah, but uh, nobody knows who I am. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, oh, that's. That's heartwarming. You know, bank robberies, you know, maybe uh, mass shootings, you know, maybe uh, maybe uh, carjackings. Uh, for, the, for, for those of you who aren't watching this podcast, which is all of you, I'm pulling at my collar to, you know, let out some of the, uh, some of the heat. You're okay. Is. You're okay. I'm, I, I don't know that I am. Um, so what, you know, I'm, I assume that you have some sort of coer- form of coercion in order to carry these things out. AKA oh, yes. You yes, may, very much you, so. You may have a weapon. Yes. Um, so walk me through. If, you're a, if, you, if you like to follow the law, uh, where do you buy your guns in California? Oh, very good question. Very excellent question, right? Because people say, oh, you know, every time there's some sort of crime or shooting, they say, we got we to gotta, we gotta ban the guns or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, the truth is, I buy my gun uh, from a. Uh, I've got a dealer. Okay. His name is Spike. And I go so, to him. Sounds reputable. And I say, hey, Spike, I want to buy an AR 15. And he says, okay, okay, Casey, um, fill out this form. And I fill it out. And he types up uh, what I fill out onto his computer. Uh, on the site, I get a background check. check and then he goes, uh, he tells me, all right, Casey, um, you could come back for your AR-15 in 10 days. And I go home, I plan my crime, I come back in 10 days, and then I pick up my, uh, my AR-15. 
So uh, you have an AR-15. Yes. We've established that. Um, I don't even know where to start on this, but uh, uh, I don't know. Do you, have, do you have a bullet button on that gun? Very good question. All my uh, my uh, firearms are California compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, all my magazines are ten rounds or, or less, okay. uh, no more than ten rounds. Okay. And uh, my AR-15, yes, does in fact have a bullet button and a fixed magazine, and uh, and it is on the California roster. I also have it registered as an assault rifle. Looks like you got most here, you know, eyes crossed and. He's dotted. And the truth is, right, if we're going to go commit a crime and we're going to go to a place uh, that we want to, you know, either shoot a bunch of people, take their money, want to take their car, Mm -hmm. take over their property, uh, we come up, me and my crew, we come up to a building and it says uh, gun, gun-free gun zone. We we turn around and say, no, no, we don't want any part of that. We don't want to make uh, a bad name for any more criminals going forward. How noble of you. So I'm sorry, Casey, have you actually committed any crimes? Uh, a few here and there, yes. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, I've taken a few cars. Uh, I've taken, uh, a few lives. I've taken a few purses. I've taken a lot oh, of things. God. Jeez Louise. You're, you're, you're very, uh, glib. I never, I never assigned that, uh, word to anybody, but, um, that's what I'd call you, glib. Some might say glib. I might say, you know, uh, I, I, I I'm a, I'm a positive person. I like to make sure that, uh, you know. I I live by a certain uh, criminal's code, and I want other people to know that, uh, you know, criminals aren't all that bad. We actually are also law-abiding citizens. I mean, technically, I guess this is the Gentleman's Scofflaw podcast, so I guess you're in the right place, but uh, I don't know, as long as you're not a vampire. Um, so, uh, I guess just for, I don't know, interest's sake, why don't you walk me through uh, what maybe a normal heist of a mass shooting would be for you and your... Your your gang. So I, you know, I get my crew together. Oh, this is some good. I think gin uh, you know ice. You, you may be. Well, first of all, thank you for drinking our gin. That was very polite of you, and also you drank it right out of Jordan's glass. And two, his name wasn't on it. I don't. <laughs> it should have said sure. uh, wow. "drink stealing free zone" Jeez on this, and I wouldn't have taken any of it. Oh my gosh! I promise I wouldn't have taken it the if there was a sign on this. You are the worst. Well, I mean, I, I, I have to say, I think, I know you haven't technically, maybe, in your mind, you haven't committed any crimes, but chewing ice on on, <laughs> on Mike is definitely a big no-no in this in this uh, realm. Some say no-no, I say charming. All right, um, let, let you, let's get back to the, I, I, I don't want to hear about any mass shooting, so let's, let's, let's stick to bank heists. Okay. And let's say maybe, you know, this bank heist goes wrong and turns, you know, south. What? Tell, tell me, tell me, walk me through all this. Well, well first, I would get together with my crew at the house, mm-hmm. and uh, we would uh, create a plan for the robbery. Uh-huh. Then we would uh, suit up in all of our armor. Okay. Usually black, because uh, black uh, implies a certain. Uh, you know, sort of uh, intimidation factor. And uh, it's just a nondescript. I feel like uh, people can't remember what you're wearing. It also, wearing it also is uh, 
it's very flexible to any occasion. It's true. One one could wear a black suit to a funeral, but also to a wedding. Yes. And when people say orange is the new black, I say nothing's the new black. God. That, uh, that joke is very 2015, by the way. So <laughs> I, uh, we take all of our, our pistols, our our uh, rifles, yeah. all of our, our weapons. Yes. Uh, I also have a assisted opening knife that I carry on my side that is also California compliant. It is uh, under three inches and it is not an out the front blade. Uh, I also, what we do is we okay. take all of our ammunition, uh, we make sure that we pack it in a separate bag and then all of our firearms go into a box which is locked and only I hold the key. <laughs> So then we uh, we drive. Thank, thank God, because you're a very capable, stable genius. We drive to the bank, uh, you know, and that usually might take uh, maybe normally about 20 minutes. But I make sure that when I plan out my route that I make sure that we avoid any school zones on the way. Okay. So uh, it takes end up taking an extra 5, 10 minutes to get there. Oh, man. So uh, when we get there. It's, uh, that's when we, uh, you know, we park, make sure we're not parking in a handicapped parking spot, Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that we are, uh, in a place that, uh, that is, you know, legal to park, uh, make sure that we check the time, make sure it's not a 20 minute only zone, because sometimes these things take 20 minutes or more, and we want to make sure that we, uh, don't uh, receive a ticket or anything. Yeah, sure. I mean, you wouldn't want that on your record, and, I mean, 60 to 80 bucks, you could use, you know, you could buy your boys. It adds up fast. You could buy your boys lunch at that at it's that true. rate you know it's true so uh once we get there we unload the vehicle uh okay. we unlock all of our firearm cases yeah we load in the ammunition of course like i said no more than 10 rounds <laughs> and then sure. yeah um that is when we approach the building and check and make sure that there is uh no markings on it that say uh gun-free zone firearms not allowed on this uh, premises because if it, it does we turn right back i mean uh, maybe this is why i haven't heard of you before but it seems like most <laughs> most public buildings in california would have that marking you know well, uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Uh, and if it doesn't have that marking, we'll go in. We'll say, hey, uh, excuse me, this is nothing personal. Um, I know you are insured by, uh, you know, uh, I, I, th- that every bank is insured. Can you please give me everything that's in the safe? Okay. And then uh, I give them, I provide them a duffel bag in which they fill it. And then I say, thank you very much. Have but, a great day. But just to be clear, Sorry, you've, left, you've left your guns outside at this point. No, we've been we've taken it into the building, <laughs> taken it into the building, but uh, we have not uh, had not fired them. But if it's a gun-free zone, then what? What's the point? You well, know, this like, this is you... it, this is when it is not a gun-free oh, zone. Oh, I see. That is when we would proceed. <laughs> Otherwise, to the you just turn right around and find yes, a gun-free or, exactly. uh, a non-gun-free zone. Okay. Uh, so they hand us the money. Yes. We take the money. Yes. Uh, we'll put it in our uh, our trunk. Make sure that we take all of our firearms, unload them, put the ammunition in a separate uh, <laughs> container, and then also lock up the firearms in their respective locks. Okay. Uh, and then we will drive home, of course, again, avoiding school lo- zones, uh, driving the speed limit, um, all of that. I, I see. I see. Well, uh I have to say you're rather thorough and methodical in your process. Um, it's still kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It might be a little, uh, is it antithetical 
that you're you are in fact breaking the law when you rob these places. Do you understand that? Or when you you know kill people or some like, say break the law i say <laughs> law abiding why, why, why don't you take that approach with all the other little the little things that you're talking about you'd have such an easier i'm not just to, to all law enforcement out there and anybody who's listening to what's probably going to be my last broadcast uh you'd have such an easier time of it doing this without all those little you know uh things nagging I you. just don't want to give other criminals a bad reputation because I don't do things. <laughs> well, you're very legally. considerate. You know, I it's weird, Casey. I kind of in in a way I feel bad for you because I feel like you've missed your calling here. I mean, if you had just gone to law school, you could have become a pretty reputable uh criminal lawyer and you could have helped these criminals out. Like if you have such a, you know, empathy for criminals, you could actually represent them you seem to know the law pretty well that is interesting yeah i may do this oh yeah <laughs> do you think it is against the law to get an online degree and make up my own diploma <laughs> uh yeah i'm sure there's a few things against that but you know i mean maybe if you got a i don't know phoenix university you might be able to miss, swing it Good suggestion. I will start there. I will apply online and I will do my full three years online. And then I will see if I could transfer to a real law school. Thank and, you very much well, for that suggestion. And can you make me one promise? What is what, what is the question? <laughs> you seem very, very, very put off by, by me asking you to make a promise, even though I've, I've allowed you to, you know, sit down for an entire interview. Um, don't commit any crimes in that three-year period. Please try to just, you know, just find a girlfriend. Just, you know, chill out. Go see some movies. All right. Just, you know, actually okay. actually try to try to live a law-abiding life. Okay. Uh, for you, for you, Billy Zane, oh boy. I, will, I will do this. Oh, jeez. Uh, right now, I do have to go home and stop something that is about to happen then uh, after making this promise. So thank you very much for having me on your show. Um, I have got, let me see if Google Maps can show me the uh, route uh, avoiding school zones right now. Okay, I will go. Jeez, uh, look, look thank at you. you how, again. Many, how many guns do you have on you? You're, you got a trench coat and everything. Jeez, we really got to get that air duct fixed that these guys keep crawling through to get in here. Well, now it seems like this is good a time as any for a break and we'll be back with fort in the woods in just a little bit hello gentlemen scofflaws thanks so much for being a loyal listener of the show and your feedback and support is really what keeps us going and means a lot to us so sincerely thank you again now if you're a fan of the show and you want to take your support to the next level why not support the show on patreon we offer all sorts of extras on there like outtakes extended interviews a bonus movie podcast and behind the scenes content better yet we have options that start as little as a dollar a month you pay more for that at a parking meter to go in and grab a cup of coffee at Starbucks. See what I did there? If you're interested in helping support the show, please check out patreon.com slash gentscofflaw or click the support link on the website. Again, that's patreon.com slash gentscofflaw. We look forward to having you as part of our team. All right. I'm really excited to have uh, these guests, uh, a couple of brothers here that have a really awesome uh, YouTube channel called Fort in the Woods. We've got uh, Isaac and Jacob with us. How you doing? 
All right. Great. How's it going, man? Thanks for having <laughs> us here. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, I saw your YouTube stuff. Um, I've come across it before. Um, I think one of the first videos I saw was when you guys like built a catapult or yeah. something, yeah. which was super big, cool. Uh, <laughs> we built a big 15 foot trebuchet. Yeah. Yeah. That was super cool. Um, I'll have to link, I'll link the video to that in the show notes for listeners that are interested in seeing that stuff. But uh, yeah, I love our listeners just get a little bit of, about your background and uh, what you do with your channel. Yeah. So we just grew up like, doing all sorts of nonsense outside, like, uh, building wooden swords, building wooden shields. We'd build, uh, go-karts uh, and attach a sail to them on a windy day. And just like, and of course building forts in the woods. Um, and now you drive around the neighborhoods and you don't see kids outside as much. It's just, we kind of are starting to notice that a lot of kids are just spending more time inside yeah. on social media, playing video games, whatever. Um, so one day we just had the idea. We're like, well, we need to start producing content online to try to inspire kids to get back outside and start living the same type of childhood childhood that we had yeah. um, and kind of get back to that classic old school adventure. So, yeah, that's super yeah. awesome. Yeah. I remember too growing up, I grew up in kind of a more like, um, urban environment. So I didn't grow up in the woods, but still I grew up in apartments that were almost like you know, like row houses. And, um, basically when you got home from school, you went out in the back and you saw which of your yeah. neighbors were hanging out and you play street hockey or you, whatever yeah, it was yeah. like, we were outside all the time until like yeah, the sun went absolutely. down. It's a totally different world these days. <laughs> it is. And we, we had the perfect storm. We had like, we lived in a neighborhood, but we were butted up against farmland and we would have the kids who lived in the farms and the kids in the neighborhood. And we would all get together and we'd go over to the farm and, hang out. And then we'd all go ride bikes to the neighborhood or we build, like, we didn't have a good lake. So we built that sail cart, like put a literal sail on a soapbox derby and the neighbors thought we were crazy, but it was, <laughs> it was really fun. Um, but now we have people like my, like, uh, my wife's cousin played video games so much growing up. I'm like, video games are awesome, but yeah. it was to the extent where he was getting, he was having trouble in school and having oh, wow. speech impediments and, and just, he started like social anxiety and he was just getting really bad. And then he got into like Boy Scouts and, and different outdoors organizations. And it really, really uh, made a difference. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing that's really kind of sh shocking to me because I know people are into different things, but I video games to me growing up. And I don't know if it was like this for you. It was like one of the many like things I yeah. did as like as a hobby or as a as a game or whatever, it wasn't something that like that took up all my time. It was like, no, yeah. we had like, you know, maybe have friends over on a Friday night and maybe you played, you played once you came in from outside or like mm -hmm. maybe on Saturday morning, it wasn't like a constant, like taking the place of homework or staying up. Like I've, I, I have uh, uh, family members um, that uh, that'll stay up the entire night. They don't get to bed till like eight in the morning because they're up playing video games all night. That's How crazy. Is that a sustainable like way to to way to live. But <laughs> and it's but it's not. And like the no. thing is, we we want to like kind of pass it off that it is, but no. there are definitely effects. Of I think it. we growing up, we were allowed thirty minutes a day to like play, and we didn't get like a an actual video game console in our house until I think my thirteenth birthday. Yeah. I got a PlayStation Two, and this was like Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Like the next generation had already 
come along, but like I got a PS2 for my 13th birthday and that was the first time. But before that, it was like PC games. We were playing like PC like games on like actual discs. Oh, on, yeah, yeah. On the, yeah, so <laughs> retro, um, retro. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Get a hard, but yeah. actual copy. Yeah. yeah, I wonder. Yeah, so. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, it was like we, we played outside because it was like that's what our parents gave us. It wasn't really an option for us to stay inside and play video games all day, but looking back, like super thankful for it. I'm really glad that it's like, that's the way it worked out, but yeah, for sure. And I, I, I wonder if there, there's something to like the fact that all video games now are like connected online where that wasn't mm-hmm. really a thing growing. I, unless you played yeah. computer games, but we didn't, we didn't have like a actual internet in our, in our home until like yeah. 2000 or something. Like we were pretty yeah, late. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, it was always like, if you wanted to play a video game with someone, they had to be there in the room for you. And there was still that kind of element of interaction where you, you yeah, guys are like yeah. with your brother, just kind of razzing each other. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes things would escalate and would turn into a wrestling match or something. Yeah, after yeah. Somebody cheated or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have great memories of just hanging out and playing video games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as kids yeah, and, and, and friends and over just, you know, play Smash Brothers into the wee hours of the morning or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. but you make a really valid point about it being all very interlocked today because you have it. So now you're on YouTube and it links back to an ad for your game. And you got these uh, game developers who are using all sorts of methods to, to advertise to these guys. And a big thing I keep saying is, hey, we're not we're spending millions promoting video game usage, but not the beneficial things that counter it. We're not yeah. spending anything on that, really. So. Yeah. So, so do you get, uh, so you post a lot of stuff on your channel. You have a lot of tutorials on how to build things and do make really cool stuff. Um, do you, do you see like, is there any, do you get any like feedback or do you get to see some of the people that, that, uh, that have taken your builds or whatever and, and, and put it to use? Cause that, that'd be super cool. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Um, mostly with like the fort stuff, we've had a couple people, I mean, we're still pretty small. Um, so we don't see it a ton, but uh, we have had a couple times like people reach out to us or comment on our videos or you reach out to us on social media and be like, hey, like we like your videos so much. Like we started um, building our own for we started our own channel and are recording it. And um, it's really cool to like just kind of start making those connections and see people do it. And I've, um, I've had a couple dads that have messaged me and said, hey, I just took my kids out into the backyard and we built like a treehouse or or we yeah. did um, we went and w- did like a wood project or something like that. Yeah. So it's seeing that impact is that's pretty cool, which is really cool. So like, I mean, that's our whole goal with this thing. So to have people like this early on um, to have people already coming back at us and telling us that they're getting out and doing the things that we want to promote. But um, as far as like feedback for the builds, um, I think with some of the simpler stuff, We've had a couple people come back, but with like the the crazy stuff, like the the trebuchet or like the giant crossbow we did, not so much. Because that type of stuff, it's like we're taking stuff that we did as kids, yeah. like that we did much smaller scale. And we're just blowing it up yeah. as big as we can do it now as adults. So we're not really expecting people to come back <laughs> having yeah. done those. We'd kind of be concerned, but yeah. and then sometimes <laughs> on social media, like angry moms will come at something and be like, I can't believe you're promoting kids to use knives or tomahawks <laughs> or whatever. And we're like, yeah, we had some British nanny types uh, yeah. get oh, on no. Instagram and really question our morality because we did a, a knife throwing video. And, and we do say like, look, if you're nine, like don't do this, like go talk to your parents because yeah. you can be on yeah. YouTube anyway. But yeah, she was, she was like, how dare you? Knives kill people. Why are you telling anyone to touch a knife? Well, the Brits like, are really scared of knives too. They have all sorts yeah. of crazy laws. Like I, 
I've yeah. always had a pocket knife. I mean, yeah. from real, from like being a kid, being in Boy Scouts yeah. and stuff. But even in LA here, I'll just carry a, you know, like a flip to open, uh, what, what do you mm-hmm. call it, knife. And pocket people knife. are always like, whoa, like, back <laughs> off. Like, like a knife is a tool. Like, I mean, this yeah. is like, why are people so afraid of this stuff nowadays? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like you pull out a butcher knife or something. People yeah. are you need to move back huge. east, man. Come, to, come, <laughs> yeah. back, come back to the land of the free. I yeah. know, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, there's, yeah. I got a, my brother actually gave me a knife uh, for, uh, for Christmas that is an actual, like, um, it's like it. It's not a switchblade, but it kind of like is. a slider. Yeah, it slides like out. A, yeah, and it's super is, cool. And it's technically illegal in California, so um, I may or may have not have brought it back, or maybe it's still back in Texas. Yeah. Who knows? You, you, you know, <laughs> lost a fishing yeah. accident, right? You dropped in a lake. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like those kind of things. Is I don't know. You, there's everything's so restrictive nowadays. <laughs> it is. And, and that's something else we kind of we have some parents that come to talk to us and there's like, what should I let my kids do? And we're always like, well, it's just like an adult. Like, what are you comfortable with and what are you capable of? The thing is, like, is your kid taught to be careful or are they not? Like, And I use the example all the time. Like, if you're going to let your kids climb trees, make sure you start them early so they yeah. know how that branch feels before it's going to break. Yeah. Uh, same thing with pocket knives. Like, <laughs> um. I think Art of Manliness had a great article a while ago. I don't know when this was written, but it was something like seven things or like 10, 10 dangerous things you need to let your kids do. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a shocking title, especially in like today's culture where it's like, I don't want my kids doing anything dangerous. I want to keep them safe. Yeah. But like you learn by that stuff. Like you, you do dangerous stuff. And especially if you get hurt, like you don't want your kids to get like seriously injured. But if they like, if they have a pocket knife or something and they cut themselves, like, you can you can give a kid a pair of scissors or a knife or something, and you can tell them a hundred times, yeah. "Be careful, be careful, be careful." You're going to cut yourself. You're going to, and they won't listen. But it's the second they cut themselves, they will remember that for the rest of their lives, and they will they will not do it again. Yeah. Um. You don't want them like cut their whole hand off. But they, like, <laughs> if they nick their finger and like bleed a little yeah. bit, they're like, "Okay, well, I should probably not do that again." And yeah. it's like. It's an important lesson. You also turn uh, it into a first aid lesson too. Yeah, so it's exactly. like a double whammy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two for one. Yeah. Here's some tourniquets, kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So you say that you overall, you want to encourage young guys to embrace their wild side um, and get out and find different adventures. Um, how how can men like build character through adventures? We I think we've had several experiences that have really um, shaped our character, and they are they start out as us simply saying, "Hey, um, it's a nice day. Let's go out kayaking, um, or let's go. Um, hey, let's just uh, take a turn up this road on the way home from school and see what's up this uh, gravel road." Yeah. Um, and just as an example, there was a time like um, when we were at the beach and he and I said, hey, let's let's go. Uh, there's the sound in North Carolina. So there's barrier islands and then there's the mainland and there's a big body of water between the two. Yeah. So we were going to go across uh, the stretch of water and we said, hey, mom, dad, we're going to go across this body of water to the water tower we can see. And they thought on the map, it's like two miles. No big deal. It was actually seven miles. And we. <laughs> We had um, I had grabbed my bed sheet and a roll of duct tape and we took our kayaks and tied them together, 
stuck the paddles into the seats and taped a bed sheet onto our kayaks. And we sailed seven miles across crap. the water. Yeah. <laughs> and we got in so much trouble. Like, cause and like, they didn't know, we didn't know we were doing something wrong, but like throughout that adventure we had, there were instances where like the wind picked up a little bit and the waves started coming in the boat. storm started rolling in in the, like the last mile of water probably. <laughs> and we were learned, uh, perseverance scary. and yeah. some like getting each other's back, like bailing water out of each other's boat. And it wasn't really dangerous per se, but mm. we learned a lot, um, of character in those instances as far as, um, kind of how to be a man and how to, uh, take care you of have each to other. Learn, you have to learn to be brave. You have to learn to, have somebody else's back. You have to learn um, that. Yeah. It's like you learn a good, good amount of teamwork um, in circumstances like that. Like, so, I mean, you got to make sure you have somebody else's back. You have to learn trust that somebody else has your back in those circumstances. Yeah. And we got chewed um, out when we got, yeah. we got back to land. And, and um, you talk, you talk a trouble. lot about uh, Jacob, you talk a lot about like in younger days when we're, you learn a lot of social skills. Like when you're, you're building your wooden swords and you're getting into sword fights with the other kids in the neighborhood yeah. and you like, you bust each other's knuckles up and you start getting mad. You have to, you have to learn how to like rein it in all that anger yeah. and rein it in. Cause you can't just flip out and start like swinging at the other guy's head like crazy. Or like you have to learn time. how to like yeah. control your emotions. You have to learn how to like, fight well i guess and like hash things out you learn yeah. like community skills there were times um, where i'd have to stick up for you you know you, yeah. i have your back and you do, the other kids might get out of hand but you don't have that on uh, a lot of these video games and yeah. or i, I don't just There's social no media in general there. yeah it's just you just turn the game off you don't have to like yeah. you trash talk all you want get your way out of it but there's so like a lot of yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Sorry. There was a delay, so I didn't mean to cut you off. Go oh, ahead. No, no, you go ahead, please. <laughs> well, I was going to say there's some, definitely something to be said about like roughhousing and wrestling and and actually getting into fights and not like not that I'm encouraging kids to go out and start fights, but no, like no. you learn like that builds character and you learn something about, well, maybe I shouldn't run my mouth like that or maybe yeah. or you know, th th maybe this is a, a situation I don't want to get in again or whatever mm -hmm. it is. I mean, and even learn, like, I'm sure you two as brothers have gotten into all sorts of, of skirmishes growing up. And you kind of learn through that how to Absolutely. control your strength and emotions. And <laughs> it's better yeah. with your brother than doing it with somebody else exactly. uh, on the street. Yeah. And, and you see this and like, you see this in nature, like lions do the same thing, right? I mean, they play yeah. fight with each other, like hone their skills and they do it where the, the risks or uh, the stakes are lower and they learn and they, they sharpen those skills and then, take it out into reality, I guess. I mean, it's the same thing with, with people. And I guess boys specifically, it's like, you have to learn how to be rough and be social and have community. And you got to learn how to be gentle and honorable at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that balance, I saw a really great uh, morale patch for people that are into collecting those. Uh, and I think it was, it was based on the, the Gillette ad. And it said, uh, the, it said, stop boys from wrestling at barbecues. <laughs> That's awesome. Where can I find that patch? I don't, stop I think it was, uh, I think violent machine shop, which I don't know if I should give them a plug. Cause some of their stuff is, is could be pretty, uh, could be pretty racy, but, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> just, just avoid all that out somehow. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I got a back when I well I I haven't had a beard for a week but when I had a red beard everyone used to call me Yukon Cornelius and so I bought 
uh, Yukon Cornelius patch from from them, but instead of his uh, revolver, he has he has an AR fifteen. <laughs> really nice. dumb. Nice. So I had that so on my fun. my go ruck for a while. <laughs> Very good. That sounds fun. Yeah, good. That's times. awesome. I buy that patch. Yeah. I put that patch on all my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, you mentioned you kind of had like a Tom Sawyer kind of childhood. Um. It was like, what's, what, what can, what can parents do to encourage kids to get out and, and get away from the video games? Cause it's almost mm-hmm. become like the default thing that kids want to do is stay inside and be on, you know, either be on a computer, be on a iPhone or and not necessarily video games, but to just, yeah. just not, you know, interacting with nature or other humans sometimes. One, I think limit it uh, would probably be a good place to start. I think, I mean, it, it's definitely easier to just like hand your kid a tablet and just let them go to town. It's certainly less scary. I think I think the two things I would say is one, limit your kids. Like, don't just let them have free reign on the on the screens. And then the second thing would be like, let them do dangerous stuff. And of course, like tailor that to their age. Like you, you probably shouldn't let a six year old cut down a tree with a chainsaw. Um, but <laughs> But it's like if you have a 15 year old boy, it's like you know, if you have that opportunity, it might not be a bad idea to like show him how to use an axe, show him how to use a chainsaw yeah. um, and do it, like, sa- do yeah, it, do it safe, safely. Safe it's like be intelligent about it. But yeah, yeah, certainly let your kids like let your kids do dangerous stuff. Let them fall off their bike. Let them skin up their knee. And when it happens, help them up, patch them up and then you know send them back outside. But yeah, uh, I think something that we forget to consider is we say limit them. We forget that these games are designed to be addicting. Like, yeah, these companies hire psychologists. It says, what, what can we do to make this continue on? What what do we do to make people want to continue using our product? And we have a 13 year old boy that is working up against a a very large company. You, as a parent, we need to say, okay, I'm going to stand in between and do what's good for you as well as let you enjoy something fun, which is fair. I mean, they design those things to just like dump as much dopamine back into your, your brain as possible. Like from from the music that plays at certain points, from like the pacing of the game and like level design, like everything, it's just designed to keep you playing as long as possible and just keep yeah. coming back. It's funny that you say that too, because I I don't remember video games being like that as a kid. So maybe they're just made. They're also designed differently nowadays. But I was reading too that um, that uh, social media. Like uh, Facebook and Instagram, the way you know how you drag down for that refresh feed to like see mm-hmm. if you've got any comments or see what's new, all that stuff. Apparently, that was designed like the design is based off of slot machines. It's designed uh, to make oh. you want to keep doing that and seeing what comes up with seeing what kind of responses mm. you get, which is like insane that, 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 yeah. that like somebody took that idea and go, Oh, this would be great. <laughs> this yeah. would be great for a news feed. But why They're not our heads, man? They got us. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, why not? It's all about like letting us just hang on a couple extra seconds in that. I mean, yeah. they got to do what they got to do. Just got to realize it. Yeah. As, uh, do you see, I mean, a lot of kids seem to be on social media these days. I don't know um, what that does for kids and in their interactions or not. Cause I didn't, ha- obviously I didn't grow up with it. Uh, I think yeah. the first social media like thing I had would have been as a teenager. I had 
uh, MSN Messenger, which is kind of okay. like probably the earliest <laughs> yeah. form of that. Um, but then again, like you said, it was limited. Like if I was on there, the phone didn't work. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. I couldn't be on there all the time. Yeah, unmonitored. I <laughs> yeah. In middle school, I had a piece of note paper and a pencil that was my text thing yeah, and yeah just, you scribble go. something you pass it back and forth that's something i have loved my my wife and i have a box full of notes yeah that we just found we just moved so we found this box of notes and it's like they're all there like i could pick them up and read them and yeah. uh now we send texts so i don't have these physical notes it's kind of it's like yeah, a bummer. that's true yeah. yeah my wife and i uh we have we have a box of like cards from like every holiday mm-hmm. and occasion and stuff that are all handwritten and uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess people still give cards, but um, the, the idea of just like the communication being documented that way and stuff yeah. is so cool that you can go back and and yeah. and, and do that if, if you have that. <laughs> have something tangible that you can like go back through. But mm. um, I just wish like people would kind of slow down. Life seems so fast now yeah. just because like everything is instant, everything is connected. And just like sometimes some of like some of our best memories and like our high school years and stuff is when we just like built a fire at like in just an empty field with our friends. And we just like stood around under the stars, like having this fire, just talking like, and it's like, I wish, I don't know how often people do that sort of thing to just like slow down and just like, just be, you know, well, I think like a lot of young guys looking at I what everybody else don't. is doing, just, yeah. you know, exist in the moment, you know? Yeah. I remember there was so, this, this one time, um, with some extended family um there was like a few years ago there was like the blood red blood red moon whatever it was the blood mm-hmm. moon that happens every so often and all this stuff yeah and uh wh- one of our family members is like oh this is, happens every once in a while we got to go outside and see it and we're all like we all go outside for like two minutes and i was like this is really cool you know thanks for you know letting us know about this, this is really awesome and then like one one guy goes well we just looked at the sky for five minutes and then went back inside <laughs> to play video games. Like, how are you gonna? How are you gonna convert somebody like like that to understand this this majesty of the universe? It doesn't yeah, make sense. Then, he probably went back and was like playing that. Depending on what he was playing, he was probably like looking around. He might have seen like a similar setting in his game and be yeah. like, "Wow, that's beautiful." It's yeah. like, yeah, the graphics are great on this, dude. It's yeah. great. Look at yeah. that sunset, man. It's, uh, <laughs> That's so far. Yeah, that is something we like sometimes we're thinking about. Like, how do you get somebody out that's that's so far into it that that's just what they love? Like, that's their world. And that's and there are people like that. There are like tech guys and there's nerds and, and guys who are outdoors like gung ho. That's fine. But um, a, a good example of the fire and the people who you think are too far gone is just so. Uh, how many years ago was this? We had a um, we got invited to. Uh, a campfire next to this lake that this guy was having. And he, he's pretty young at the time. I, I, I don't know. They were all probably like 15. I think that's what I was referring to a second ago. when I yeah. said that I was referring to that fire. Yeah. And we were probably three years older and they were just, you know, we'd hung out with this kid since he was, I don't know, four years old. And he's like, Hey, come over and meet my friends. And they're all these gamer sports jocks guys hanging out. And you think first glance, like, okay, these, these are just a bunch of young punks. Like yeah. they're all goofy and crazy. And we're all standing around this fire and somehow like philosophy gets brought up. And yep. the next thing we know, we're all standing there for an hour and a half talking philosophy and history. And these kids are just like super interested. And if if you hadn't like given them the chance, they wouldn't have been 
they wouldn't have started doing like this discussion. And uh, I don't think we give young men enough credit. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like yeah. I think people underestimate young guys, especially maybe just, maybe just young people in general, people really underestimate them. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, they kind of baby them a little bit with their thoughts. Like young people are capable of a lot. Like they're capable of deep thoughts and doing great things. You just have to like, I think you have to challenge them. I don't know. You have to allow them to step up and challenge them to do so. Like, is that, um, I always tell, I, I'm always telling Isaac about this. There's a, um, a historical figure in uh, Russian history. His name was Peter the Great, uh, St. Petersburg, or Petersburg, I think. I, you could double check me on this. It's named after him. But is Peter the Great, he was like, I think, a young teenager. And he got like, his aunt took over the throne, like banished him out into Siberia or whatever. So he gathered up this group of boys. They built a fort and practiced battling out in the middle of nowhere. And it was like 80 boys or whatever. And by the time he was like 18, they all came back and like took the throne back. And they had just been like battling with wooden swords out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's like a 13-year-old kid. It's, it's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah, sometimes it's like when you, when you watch some of these old, these old like, uh, or these period movies, like, of like what what kids had to deal with like <laughs> pre-industrial revolution you're like yeah. we're just such weenies <laughs> like, yeah. it's just ridiculous and some of it's good it's like <laughs> obviously it's it's good that we don't send seven-year-olds get killed in steel factories no, of course not like, yeah. or the coal mines it's like some of it's good but well I'll say most of it's good. I sound like I'm endorsing like yeah. seven-year-olds working in coal mines, child labor. Um, they've got little fingers. They can get in yeah. the little uh, gears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fix stuff, but um, it's like sometimes it seems like progress does that. It's like you have you want to be somewhere in the middle, and you'll have the pendulum like way off to the left, yeah. And the pendulum starts swinging towards the middle where you want to be, and it just like crashes through the middle. It just like goes too far the other way. Yeah. So it's like. Obviously, we should not be sending young, young kids to do these like jobs for men because um, they're not ready for it. But we've yeah. come too far the other way. And it's like we're not expecting enough of kids now. Yeah. Um, so uh, did you guys have jobs as a kid? Did you like like I I used to mow the lawn like probably around like, I don't know, like when I was like nine or yeah. ten. That was my thing that I did to make money in yeah. the summer. A, a <laughs> lot of times that was a form of punishment that our parents did. It's like <laughs> they would like have us do yard work or something and be like, all right, you screwed up. You got to do two hours of weeding the garden or whatever it was. <laughs> and like we, or, you know, but then as young teenagers, like it was like, we would go up the street, like my, you know, my parents would be like, Hey, you need to earn some extra pocket money. You'd go up to the guy up the street's house. He was like a carpenter and you'd help him trim his trees and, or clean out his woodworking shop or, yeah. or move furniture on the weekend. And just, you know, as a 13 year old, like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm making some money. Yeah. Um, but I think by the, when we were like 16, I, this is a crazy job. We actually worked at a farm. Uh, those were fun. <laughs> and I helped would like help build a barn or, uh, like yeah. drive a tractor or whatever. And, uh, they actually had, this is, this is just a little, like, this is kind of crazy, but we had, uh, they had this barn that was just like all these rats inside it. Holy crap. <laughs> and, uh, they were like, we need to get rid of these rats. So I ended up, <laughs> I ended up with a, like a 22 rifle and uh, like a red light. And I would like crawl through the haylofts and like, oh, no. get these rats. Yeah, it was intense. But, um, it is intense. We were paid to be like rat bounty hunters. I don't know why you brought that up. It's like the most redneck sounding story ever. But it was like, like the owners of this farm would like, it was fun. We were like 50. I was probably 14 or 15 at yeah. the time. But like we'd go out there late, late at night. Jacob had his license at the time. I didn't. But we'd go out there probably like 
midnight and it's like sit out there and we get paid like a certain amount of money for any like rats. We we tell the guy be like, oh, we killed five rats last night, and he'd pay us whatever it was. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. But oh wow, by the rat, that's hilarious. Yeah. I yeah, uh, kind of ridiculous. Me, yeah, it makes me think of there was a like a Woody Allen movie years ago about oh where I think Sean Penn played like a a fictional like jazz uh, guitarist, and that was mm-hmm. one of the things he'd do like after playing and. <laughs> He would go out drunk shooting the rats in the <laughs> junkyard. That's what it sounds like. Uh, you used to like one of the videos that we did. Um, I think it's actually like our most viewed video by a pretty large margin. It's like we we made a uh, blowgun blow out of yeah. a PVC pipe. Oh like, yeah, I saw uh, that. That was yeah. super cool. So I'm pretty sure. Did yeah, you used to hide the rats with a blowgun? Like that you was would, you would make these darts. And this like is so. I wish I had. With, I wish I hadn't brought this. I up. wish I hadn't brought this up. <laughs> Here we are. We're talking about but killing rats as teenagers. So yeah. that was our life. No, um, it was just part of the job, but it was, <laughs> it was part of the job. But no, I, I, yeah, I had this blowgun that I built. And I have to say, my, my parents are fantastic. They were very encouraging for us to be create like creatives and everything and pretty lenient as far as uh, doing things like this. But I used to practice with my blowgun in my room and I had a target up across the room. It was just like a hobby. And I would like... I would got so good with this thing. It's like I could shoot a leaf flying through the wind or whatever. And there were several times where I missed and I'd put blowgun darts in the, in the wall. wall. And <laughs> have your, you know, dad would have me up there with some spackle fixing it. But uh, I feel like you're yeah. a stand by me character. Like, you would have been the kid with the blow dart. <laughs> <laughs> Our parents can probably name like every gray hair on their head to like an event that happened when we were younger. Like, Oh man. And this they, is what we mean. Yeah. Like, uh, let your kids do dangerous stuff. It's like, they, my mom was probably all through our childhood. She was probably watching out the window, watching us run around and like our makeshift suits of armor and like yeah. our wooden swords and stuff. Just like trying to not have a stroke from being so stressed out, <laughs> like watching us swing these things but at each other. Just, just a good word for them. There were times where we, you know, there were definitely rules. There were like, you will oh, not, yeah. you yeah. will not do this. And there was a time where I had, I think I had a, it wasn't like sharp or anything, but I had like a, a prop sword or something and yeah. we had gotten, we were fooling around with it. And it was like, you will not, you will not do that is like <laughs> set rules. Yeah. Got you know, grounded for a week or whatever. So there were definitely boundaries and uh, we had to learn. You don't cross those. So yeah, for sure. I think there's something to be said too about like, um, like, uh, you know, the, you, you want to limit your kids and stuff too, but like just because they screw up doing something once, like mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they just don't, don't ever do that again. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah. there's people don't, at least nowadays don't try, keep trying something. Like if it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like learning an instrument or learn, learning to do, I don't know, but doing something and you, you hurt yourself and you don't want it. Yeah. Do it yeah. And that kind of thing. Like there's definitely like, and parents will kind of baby their kids too. Like, Oh no, never do that again. And remember last time you hurt yourself or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I don't know, not the attitude I- to have. Yeah, I always see that with riding horses. Like I've had the opportunity to ride. You know, we don't have horses or anything, but had a couple of times. Yeah. And so I've learned to ride reasonably well. But I run into a lot of people like, oh, I rode a horse one time and I went through a bee's nest, and now I'm afraid of bees and horses, and I never went back again. Just like I feel like a parent, like, look, I don't think this is going to happen again. Just give it another shot. Yeah. That kind of goes back to what you were saying, Jordan, about like how does adventure build character? I think that's a good one, like yeah. as far as learning perseverance. And that might be more on the parent side. Yeah. It's like a lesson they can teach their kids. But it's like, yeah, you failed this time. You fell on your face this time. But it's like you need to get up and like 
not quit doing that thing. That thing is good for you um, mm-hmm. or you need to learn to overcome. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that's a, that's a big way to build character from, uh, from adventure for sure. Definitely. Um, I like to like you on your channel, you started, uh, did you start doing these recently? The Fort philosophy? Um, we, we did one of those a while. Okay. Actually, it was a, res- it, we did it as a response. You mentioned the Gillette commercial yeah, yeah. earlier. We were, we were talking about the Fort philosophy, doing it for a long time. And then the Gillette commercial came out and we're like, this would be a really good opportunity to kind of kick this idea off. And we didn't do it as a standalone thing. We did it. I think I made like some coffee over a campfire. I was kind of yeah, showing how yeah. to do that. And we were kind of doing that as like a way to test the waters and just kind of see how our audience responded. It was to surprising it. how well yeah. responded. People really liked it. Yeah. And then, so we did our first standalone one a couple of weeks ago and there's like, there's more coming um, for sure. But yeah, so that's kind of a recent thing as a standalone idea. Yeah. I feel like you know, there's a lot of content like that cropping up. People are really like hungry for that nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that's good. Yeah, I think for we need sure. To- yeah, I think it it's awesome. There's, I mean, there's this kind of we've talked about it on our show a handful of times. This idea that gets thrown around of this idea of like toxic masculinity. Like there's some of this these natural traits that are in you know inherently male are somehow toxic, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's which I, are good things in the right context. Yeah, um, it's like I, these. It seems like they take the worst examples of these things where it's like these masculine traits are used in the wrong context or are like, I don't even want to say these masculine traits. Cause it's not really masculine. It's just like, just scumbag traits. It's like, yeah. Like that's like not inherently masculine. It doesn't but, matter if it's a man or a woman, if they acted like that, they'd be yeah, a jerk. Like, exactly. It yeah. But it's yeah. like, but to, to lump, to lump the whole thing together, it's like, this is, this is all men. This is how all men want to be. They need to be better. Stopping. It's like, uh, it's just, it's, it's, the narrative seems to be like, it's very tiresome, but I think people are getting sick of it and they're being very vocal about that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll see that start dying down. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think I like definitely, I think there's like a, there's a cultural war going on and that's part of what we want to do. That's not everything yeah. that like we want to do with Fort in the woods, but like we do want to participate in that cultural, cultural battle in a sense. And like, yeah. just be a place where like, People make fun of the saying. I won't say it. I'll avoid the the boys. You know, <laughs> I'll avoid. I'll avoid that cliche. But um, like in a sense, like that, we do want to just be like a place where guys can come and just do like classic guy stuff and just like come to Fort in the Woods. Be a guy. Don't apologize about it. Like, don't be a scumbag. It's like we want to teach you good classic masculine character yeah. and just like how to build your own adventure on your own terms pretty much um so you guys should do is you guys should start a like a summer camp a fort in the woods summer camp that's Mm -hmm. the goal man we would love to do that it's like we're we're baby stages right now but eventually like my background is actually in in summer camp that's what i wanted to do for a long time i worked at a summer camp for a long time i was looking to get into like full-time camp ministry um so i think like i'll be able to apply that later on in life but we're a long way from that maybe in like 20 25 years or something oh gosh i was hoping more like five (laughs) you can do it five i'm a i'm a pessimist but uh gosh 25 years i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i'm talking like 100 acre camp all this fun stuff you know lake with the blob that's what you mean hey that's my favorite thing to do at camp i was about to ask if you ever been on one of those things yeah those are fun (laughs) 
You get, I mean, you get a little bit of whiplash, but uh, yeah, it's all in good it's fun. Like, I could draw a graph of like my age and how fun the blob was at like 18, 19. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, kind of when I was a camper, loved it. When I was like my first couple years on staff at camp, I loved it. It's like as I get older, like I could show you that graph just declining. By the time like my last summer at camp, like 22, 23, I'm like, dang, that hurt. Like <laughs> leaving the blob. Like that was terrible. You know, that was another crazy thing we did. There was that, there was this huge guy at the camp and he would just launch people off that thing. And this kid from a local university lost a GoPro. So Isaac and I are like, we're going to get this thing. So we got like flashlights yeah. and goggles and dove down to the bottom of the lake. That it's, was terrifying. It was terrifying. It's like you just, they're pitch black. You get cold. to the bottom of that lake. It's so gross at the bottom. They said they used to say the the bottom of the lake felt like mashed potatoes, <laughs> which is yeah. true. It felt like wet mashed potato. And like it's we cold. went down there to try to find that GoPro, and like the flashlights do nothing. Like if you held your hand and like six inches from your face, you couldn't see it. I was just wearing a snapping turtle. Yeah, because there out. were snapping turtles in there, and it's like oh, man, really? it's yeah. Um, that makes it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adventure. Every week, uh. I'll tell, I'll tell one camp story. Every week we would do um, like a, a fire by the side of the lake and all the kids are like singing all these camp songs and all that stuff. And one at the end of one of the songs, a couple of the counselors would jump in the lake as like part of the song. Um, so during the weeks with like the older kids, I don't want to do this for the younger kids because I, I thought it would scar them. But uh, for the older kids, I would put on like a ghillie suit and I'd get in the lake and like swim across the lake. And when those counselors jumped in the water as part of the song i'd chase them back out of the water wearing the ghillie suit oh, uh, and i had like water and like it looked like seaweed that was like, was like a five acre stuff. lake did you seriously crawl across that lake in the ghillie yeah suit? and that's it was insane. like it, i should not have done that in hindsight like that's so unsafe because it was like it was dark out i'm wearing a ghillie suit so if i did drown they never find me there's snapping turtles in that thing so i'm yeah, like what if you had snagged on a, like a tree or i something? just would have died because it was so heavy like it was yeah, looking back, I should not have done that. But uh, good times, yeah, good times. Those are good. I can times. say that about a lot of things. Looking back, I should not have done that. But, but uh, then you wouldn't have had a story to tell. That's, exactly. Uh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, like bringing up rat hunting on a podcast. I yeah, don't know. we'll tell that story. Remember that time we went on that podcast and Jacob made us look like rednecks, and he, <laughs> he talked about us going rat hunting. Yeah, we don't, don't deer know. hunt. We're next level. <laughs> we rat hunt. Rat hunt. Squirrel hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Man, there's some. Uh, there's some, uh, in, in our neighborhood, there's some parrots that wake us up in the morning, which are like, they escaped from an aviary years ago in Pasadena. Gosh. And, uh, they just, I guess they, they could survive in California, but they are wow. the loudest asshole birds you can ever have. <laughs> so, so wait, are you, you talking want, like little parrots or you talking about big parrots? They're like, uh, Conyers. So they're like medium sized okay, parrots. Okay, wow. And they're just like, wah, wah. Like at like five in the morning and there's like, you know, seven of them on the, on the power line outside. It's like, man, I, I mean, I wish I had that blow dart sometimes and I <laughs> take a yeah. few, few of them out. How much would we charge for a parrot? Yeah. I have not, I have to figure that out. I'll be, uh, we'll, we'll help you out. Yeah. We'll yeah. Come, yeah. We'll, come to, oh, we'll combine the ghillie suit and the blow darts and we'll have the parrot problem. Thank <laughs> exactly. you. Get it, get rid of them from Southern California. I mean, I like yes. parrots as pets, but when they're just, when they're, when they're loud and in your neighborhood for no reason. I had no idea that that could even be a problem. I never even thought about that invasive parrots. (laughs) Invasive parrots. Yeah, in Pasadena, too, there are uh, peacocks just running wild everywhere. Those are kind of cool. They don't really do much, but uh, they are just- They scream. They make that horrible noise. Yeah, they do, for sure. Yeah. 
pretty annoying. <laughs> well, guys, um, if people want to find uh, Fort in the Woods, how can they uh, how can they get a hold of your stuff? I think uh, I think the best these- the best thing to do would be just to find us on YouTube. If you search Fort in the Woods, all one word, and just go check the channel out. And if you like what you see, if if people can subscribe, that would be fantastic. Um, I think it's a little bit of an uphill battle. We are uh, a lot of people. It's just the young guys are, you know, really engaged on the video games. And I think if parents can come out and check out what we're doing, that'd be really, yeah. really helpful. So, yeah, check out our videos. And if you like something, share it with somebody who you think would like it as well. So, yeah. Um, also, our website, fortinthewoods.com. If you can't find our channel on YouTube, fortinthewoods.com is our website. And pretty much you can find everything from there. We're on pretty much all the social media platforms and all yeah. that stuff. So, and can and we've buy got that- our. our- can they buy that mug you're drinking out of there? Is that something? They can, yeah. We just put that up on uh, <laughs> on our store, yeah. So yeah. you can get one of these mugs, and um, I awesome. think we're giving these away on Patreon as well. We have a Patreon Uh-oh. page, and we're giving these away for a, you get this a little cheaper than you can on the website. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yep. So to get one of those, yeah. Well, well thank yeah. you guys so much for coming on, and we'll have Absolutely. to have you back on in the future as you're working on other projects. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be great. Thanks, Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Hey, this part of the show is brought to you by Phoenix Shaving. If you like to shave, and you are a man or a woman, I mean, some some women are hairy. That's all right. That's okay. No judgment. But if you, uh, you're a guy that likes to shave and appreciates the finer things in life, go to gentlemanscofflaw.com slash shave. Um, that link helps support the show. And you could check out some of Douglas Smythe's amazing shaving soaps, aftershave colognes you'll be blown away at all the stuff he has scents for days he is like the walter white of artisan soap making he's got this lab basically there in in phoenix arizona where he uh, creates his soaps and and he cures them it's an independent business you're not giving your money to all those guys that are ripping everybody off with razors right now you can get some wet shaving starter packs so it has everything you need to get started wet shaving. You know, you can get a sets that have the safety razor, the brush, the soap, the aftershave. Tons of great scents to pick from. I've mentioned before, one of my favorites is Tombstone. Also, they have Sundown, which is like a classic barbershop scent. Um, they've got uh, Cavendish, which smells like, like pipe tobacco, which is amazing. I tell you, I've been using this stuff, and I don't get any razor burn or razor bumps anymore this stuff is amazing especially the aftershave it just removes all irritation bumps redness it's like i've never looked so dapper in my life and that's thanks to phoenix shaving so go to gentlemanscofflaw.com shave and stop being a slave to the cartridge razor shave all right uh great talking to isaac and jacob and another guest. And another Jeez, guest. Oh, we geez. always seem to have some bonus guest coming in here. Yeah. What happened? Did he, was he all right? <laughs> Did you book him? I didn't. Yeah. Well, it seems like every time you, you know, every time a vacancy opens up at the table, a.k.a. you leave, you, you know, some 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 guy comes in through that air duct. Really? And it's just like. That's terrible. We yeah. got to get that fixed. <laughs> yeah borderline illegal yeah it's also really cold it's always blowing on the back of my neck and i'm always afraid something's going to come in through there yeah well at least it keeps our drinks cool (laughs) all right uh donovan how can people support the show they can 
go to gentlemanscofflaw.com and buy some flip-flops because it's summer. It is. And summertime is the time where you want to wear flip-flops. Yeah. Um, and flip-flops are pretty much the best thing to being barefoot, right? Yeah. yeah I think so. so. And there, you know what, you know what I like about flip-flops when I travel, flip-flops also are like my slippers. Yes. Whenever I go to oh, a hotel a yeah, or yeah, yeah. place a, a house that I don't know or whatever, yep. I know that they're a barrier between my feet and the floor, mm-hmm. and I could you know, put them on quickly to go get some ice at a hotel or to true. whatever it is. And it's, it's true. Like, it's just like another comfortable pair of shoes to 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 have on that don't take up a lot of space. You just put it on the bottom of your suitcase, put it on the bottom of your duffel bag, maybe yeah. your nutsack. And uh, I don't Oh yeah, right. That that, <laughs> that thing. I legitimately didn't know what you're talking put about. Put it in for your like go ruck. Five seconds. Uh yes, put it in your go ruck. Take them on a go ruck. One yeah. of the best feelings in the world, it's documented, is to uh, put on a pair of flip flops after completing a twelve uh, hour go ruck event. Uh, I thought so, you were say something else. That um, too. But uh, we can, uh, they can find us, uh, you know, on, they can also find links and show notes on gentlemanscofflaw.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, I believe we have some yeah, Twitter Facebook, presence Instagram, at one point. Twitter. Yeah. We should probably use Twitter more. Probably. <laughs> You're not going to convince me to get on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that. Too old for that. <laughs> I'm too old shite. for this. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you want to support the show too, just interact with us on that. It helps us, gives us uh fodder to talk about with on the show. We love yeah. interacting you. We'd rather just interact keep it with to, you than having to find things on Twitter. Just to, keep it to, you know, like, you know, online interaction. Don't be crawling through our air ducts. We're no. not, we're not, in, just to be clear. We're not inviting people onto the show. No. We're not. No. Unless you have something cool that you're doing. Well, and maybe you'd want to promote it. That on seems show. really subjective to be, you know. Uh, to we'll, say. we'll comb through. I it. think everybody thinks that whatever they're doing is cool. So we got to we gotta filter, you know, what, what's going on. But yeah. we'd, lo- we'd still love to hear from Speaking you. Speaking of people doing cool things, uh, next week it will be our 4th of July Independence Day themed uh, okay. episode. Yes. And we've got a cool guest, uh, uh, Nick from ne- uh, Legacy Flags. Oh, hell yeah. He's a veteran that makes these beautiful uh, flags that he carves and burns, and it's super cool. But it'll be a whole 4th of July episode. By so burns. <laughs> By burns, you mean he, like, he, like, uh, uh, he like wood burns to get yes, like the wood, wood grain burns and stuff. In what the, do you call it? Like yeah. fl- is it flame? I think so. I don't we know. Got, we have talked to him about the process. We got a we got a thing against flag burning here <laughs> yeah. in the states. Just to let you know. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, not to confuse anybody yeah. out there. Although you know the Boy Scouts do a great job of burning flags. I could be wrong. Season. Maybe he doesn't burn. I just look at him and they he, look they, like they're like no, the I, grain I, of the wood is. Looks I think like it's burned. I think you're probably right. It's probably like um you know it's probably uh yeah. What it's kind of like it? you know, like it's a not pipe. soldering. What do they call it? A flame something. Yeah, but there's like a term for when you take like a, like a, I don't know. I'm I'm freaking. We need to get like Nick Offerman on the podcast to like tell us these things. But either way, yes, he like chars the wood to yeah bring out the texture and stuff. Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, cool. They're beautiful. They're beautiful flags. Um, we'll, they we'll are. probably get one here in the studio and uh, hopefully yes. we're planning on doing a live kind of uh, Fourth of July week episode too, where we'll take your questions. Um, maybe we'll display it behind us on that. That'll be kind of cool. Oh hell yeah. Um, all right, uh, Donovan, you are a gentleman and a scoff on my friend. As are you. All right, you guys. Thank you, man.
Thank you for that. I always forget to say thank you because I'm I'm ready to go to the sign off and then I don't want to be a jerk. Gentlemen to bed. What? <laughs> That's a reference to a movie. What kind of movies are you watching? Funny ones. Alright. You guys have a great week. This has been the Gentleman Scofflaw Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Visit us on the interwebs at gentlemanscofflaw.com. Captain says, his ass on the river, we ain't getting home if we don't break through. So damn cold, I can't help but shiver. Rise and shine, we got work to do. Hey!